Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That is a Generation X deep cut, as deep as it gets. Is do you have it, an I, echo on you right now? No. Why? Do I? I think you do. Oh, everything's down. Uh, although the, it's <laughs> hello. Is it, you still no, it? it's gone. Okay, I think. maybe. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> that is the. Um, that is the. Closing credit song, bittersweet, beautiful closing credit song. And I want to play just beginning again because it's so beautiful to me. I, I this this song, I just love it so much. Closing credit song. Some of you who are around my age are hearing this, and you know what it is. I'm gonna get into it again in a second. Right now, I'd be showing stars like flying through the universe. Those of you with only one headphone or earpiece. Uh, there are two very different things happening in both speakers. See how bittersweet it is? This song used to make me feel so sad and like bittersweet and sad. And this was the closing credits song, Alice, mm-hmm. for TV's Buck Rogers. Which. If you were my age, which is at the time when it was first season, 1979, I would have been six. 
It was a hugely important show. Buck Rogers was hold the bleeping phones. This is important stuff. And I can't believe it only lasted for two years. It actually it, it wrapped up in 81. So, uh, but this show was, because Star Wars had changed the world, suddenly we had a space show. And it was Buck Rogers with one of the most handsome men in the history of the world, Alice, named Gil Gerard, who mm -hmm. was uh, who was the lead. He played Buck Rogers. And then the most beautiful woman to ever grace the earth, Erin Gray, was in there. And now just looking at reading about it today, I didn't realize that uh, there's a little robot in it played by Mel Blanc, Tweety. It's played mm -hmm. by Mel Blanc of... Uh, uh, What's it called? Hannah Barbara, whatever, Warner Brothers, whatever. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's a special deep cut, Alice, to my... Uh, I thought it would be calming for you, too, because you're absolutely stressed out of your mind. Alice has had a suck day today. She's busted her rear end. She has been going nonstop. That's why the we're a little bit late here today, because it was just relentless, relentless. And we're going to do... What's going on? What? Can you readjust your phone on the charge over there? Because I can see it okay. blinking and it's bothering me. Are you salty at me? No. But I want your phone to actually be charging. Okay, okay. sorry. It's fixed. I don't want any problems. So I and I'm too. I'm sorry about that because you got out last night and hit the town, so kind to speak. Of. I mean, yeah. And I was so happy for you that you got to go have fun. And now I feel sad for you that now you're you're all that you're stressed out. But you look lovely, and I I I do love you, and I hope that. that that you can find happy. Are you growing angry at me? No. I, I have concerns. <laughs> All right. So today was a crazy, for me, being on the radio, it was a crazy day because my plan went awry instantly um, because, by the way, who it, who were the people saying short-lived? I don't get it. <laughs> short-lived? Yeah, I know. It's short-lived. But pe a lot of people say short-lived. Oh, I didn't. Shortly, I never encountered that. I don't get it. I mean, it makes me very nervous that people say it, including smart mm. people. Short lived. Okay. I had. I was in a meeting today where somebody kept pronouncing the word M A R I N E R as mariner. That's disappointing too. Which was hurting me in my soul. <laughs> it was yeah. not worth coming off mute to correct them, but right. That's terrible. <laughs> it was painful. It was All right, so where do we start here, Allison? What have I did? I not get any of the cuts that I was. Um, I don't even know. Do we want to start here? The, the with the. I think we have to start with Zucker, right? Oh yeah, Isn't I'm sorry. Is that the I'm biggest sorry. news of the entire day? Yes. Okay. In, Jeff of Zucker, the year so far. Jeff Zucker is suddenly quit CNN. He was having sex with the marketing VP, a woman who came from Cuomo's office, and before that, she worked at NBC, where she probably knew Zucker as well, where she worked with Matt Lauer at one point. <laughs> CNN is an absolute chaos. The assumption is that this is Chris Cuomo trying to take everybody down. Um, and this or is Cuomo it, family in general. Oh, totally. Say, yeah. this is, uh, Revenge. Just, this is absolutely delicious. So here's... Um, Here's uh, Stelter breaking in on Sharpair this morning. Joining me now is CNN chief media correspondent, host of Reliable Sources, Brian Stelter. Brian, what more do you have? 
As you said, Kate, Zucker's been a larger-than-life figure at this news organization for nearly a decade, a pioneering figure. And now his resignation is stunning. This newsroom, Kate, we in, both know, uh, he, uh, Jeff Zucker has been the rock for this organization. The last few days, he has not been on the morning editorial calls. Uh, some people even noticed and wondered uh, if something was amiss. I don't think anybody uh, saw this coming this morning, an announcement like this. But I think if Zucker was on that call this morning, I know what he'd say. He'd say what's important at CNN is not the person at the top. It's the, the team we all play for. It's CNN as an organization. This news operation, so much bigger than any single person. And so the news goes on, but now without the top executive. Stelter with the tongue bath for Zucker. Don't do it. When he says that he was a pioneer, how? He made CNN suck. They had Trump, of course. He made CNN terrible. They have promoted and elevated talentless individuals at CNN. Daniel Dale is not talent. Don Lemon is a dumb. Cuomo was a dumb. I see why he promoted him, though. But <laughs> Cuomo was and a... why they kept having Andrew Cuomo on all through well, the pandemic. Well, absolutely. But these people are dumbs. Uh, Zeddy Hassan, Mehdi Hassan is a dumb. Is he with CNN? I don't even, even know. You know, Jake Tapper earned his keep, and even though he's a he's a he's a biased Democrat guy who or portends to be uh, neutral, he's not a dumb. At least, I mean, Anderson Cooper's kind of a dumb. I'm sorry about that. This is not Zucker is not great. He's just one of these guys who got the good job, and people just call him. Gra I've been around a bunch of these guys. Please, yeah, keep reporting the news. That's what he would say. Oh, Baldwin is not... Oh, she is salty. Sharp hair is salty. Her hair is less sharp these days. Here's uh, Stelter again um, telling us, giving us a down low on what really is going on. The Chris Cuomo reference. Cuomo was fired in December, and he is not going out quietly. He was fired, and there were reports that he wasn't going to get paid the millions of dollars that were going to be on the remainder of his contract. So as a source uh, said to me earlier today, he was trying to burn the place down. He was going to court trying to burn the place down and claiming that he had incriminating information about Zucker and Gullist. So if that's the case, if this is a domino effect that begins with Andrew Cuomo going down the governor's office and then Chris Cuomo being fired from CNN and then Jeff Zucker losing his job at CNN, that is a remarkable domino effect, a chain of events. I think that is part of the story that Chris Cuomo... Uh, so and the timing is remarkable because this started getting sort of reported, although I didn't I don't really follow gossip magazine, so I haven't really like followed this. But um, this has sort of been apparently percolating in gossip magazines like OK Magazine and Radar Online and stuff that um, he was dating this woman and like her apartment was right above his and it ended up breaking up both their marriages. That they huh. were having an affair. So they're both now divorced and they say that they only their the nature of their relationship changed only during the COVID pandemic only recently. Right. And she actually used it in her explanation. She said, yes, right. we had a, we had an affair during COVID. It's like, oh, oh, I see. I see. That was the time when everybody needed to have an affair. That's the great COVID out. You'd be surprised how many of us got through COVID without sleeping with coworkers. Speak for yourself, <laughs> right? Um, um, but it just seems to me that apparently they've been doing this a little bit longer and it's responsible for the end of both of their marriages. And I guess the ethical piece why he's actually resigning, because nobody's alleging that this isn't consensual, but the reason why he's resigning is that um, he was supposed to disclose the relationship to the HR department and he did not. Right. So Chris did. <clears throat> uh, yeah. And Chris helped out. Chris helped out. Absolutely. And so there it goes. I think it's wonderful. I want to see the CNN crumble and collapse totally. 
It's, so what happens now to CNN? I mean, do you think that there well, is somebody else who's going to... Well, I can tell you one thing. It seems to me disarray is happening at CNN right now. Yeah. She somehow is talking as if she's going on with the company forever. Um, she, I assume, wants to take over the role of Zucker. Wait, but didn't she also not disclose the relationship? Yeah, but maybe she's not the superior in this situation. I don't it know. seems to me both people have an ethical responsibility to disclose the relationship. Well, she is going to... Especially if she was part of some scheme with Cuomo where it was implied that because she was sleeping with Zucker, they had to, you know, cover him a certain way or they would release information or something, right? Well, it wasn't implied. You and I think so, but so far that hasn't come out, right? It's going to come out. Everything's going to come out now. The fact that Stelter's talking like this, burn the place down, about an employee who's in litigation dealing with HR and there's a there's an investigation there's no way that tells me that that place is in total disarray there's well, no way legal would ever let anybody say a damn thing you're not allowed to say that the guy who left is burning the place down right but don't you think that that is sort of implied even by what Stelter's saying here because all this time, wasn't everybody kind of going as Cuomo's having his brother on and they're joking around and he's killing people in nursing homes and we're mm -hmm. doing bits with giant Q-tips? <clears throat> and he's did, making Didn't pretend... everybody kind of go, why is this allowed to be happening on CNN oh, right now? Totally. Where this a completely absurd relationship where he's interviewing his brother and like they're doing comedy sketches on cable news quote unquote and like literally why is this happening right now how come nobody's saying anything i mean doesn't it seem clear that the cuomos knew about this inappropriate relationship so isn't that sort of like an axe that you have over somebody's head no uh, of course it seems clear not only that but but also you know from what i've heard i talked to doug gowdy vb today and he said that it's been kind of a known thing in circles in New York. And that figures that everybody knows. Nobody wants to say anything. Anson, can you, Cyril, can you leave with your brother, please? Can you let your brother take you? Oh, okay. Hey, Cyril, guess what? What? Guess what James might find for you downstairs? What? Could be some gummy worms. Well, might be. Did, you, did he just say bite me? <laughs> he said might be. There might be some gummy worms. Why don't you and James go look to see if some, a piece of clothing that Daddy wears outside has any gummy worms in it. Wanna go look with James? Look at him smiling. Yeah. Don't touch the computer, please. You wanna go check? Me, me, Why don't you go check? Press no, you can't press something, sorry. Who wants gummy worms? Me. Don't you take my gummy worms from you know where. Are you gonna find them? You better hurry and find them, because otherwise I'm going to take them after the podcast and eat them all by myself. Maybe I'll just go down and eat them myself instead. Maybe I'll go. Or no. you, well, then you go. You better go eat them then before our daddy and I get them. You only have till we're done with the podcast. Till like 20 minutes. That's right. Yeah. Do you know where daddy's jacket is? You better go look for those gummy bears. Go find before, daddy's jacket. Or James is about go, to go eat all the gummy bears too. James is without you. James, if you find it, you can just eat them all. Forget it. He doesn't. He doesn't. You want don't need to share them with Cyril. No. Wow. No, no, well, you better go. You better go with him then. Mm. He's gonna get the gummy bears. Go no, down there. No, make, make, come sure, with make sure. Me then. Make sure we. We, me we can't to the come with you. Come with me. Me and me after the podcast. If you go with James, he'll share with you. M mommy and daddy can't come james will help me. you james will help you listen <laughs> i'm done we're done with you go 
so another thing is that Come that um is that um is that uh, everybody knew so if everybody knew everybody knew he hadn't been disclosing it to hr and hadn't been disclosing it so everybody was in on the idea this guy was having an illicit affair is it cnn just discussing well although had i been working in the new york market with a cruddy job or whatever i wouldn't have said anything i'm like man give me a gig on cnn i don't care you can get a good job but you don't have to be you can be mediocre talent but wouldn't some people like you know, where's Janice Dean when you need her? Like, she would have probably said something. Anybody at Fox would have probably. Oh, I'm sure uh, that they would have. But I'm not sure that anybody was listening to Janice Dean or, or cared. But, but people, I mean, if, like, the whole New York set all knew this, then how come, like, those people did it? Sierra, why don't you go see if you can get the gummy worms with James? Yes. No, Daddy doesn't have. I can't. To I have to do the podcast for thirty-five minutes. You have to come. James has permission to go into my jacket. Only James does, though. You have to come. I can't come, you little <laughs> you terrorist. I can't come. I'm doing a podcast. You have to come. Listen, face. I'm not going. Come on. No. Come on. No. This is very Stop. unusual for most broadcasts. Just let me let you know that, Cyril. This doesn't usually happen to a lot of people. Well, I'm going to go eat the gummy worms, then, and you can't have them. Yeah. Yeah. If you wait till after the podcast, we'll eat them without you. Sure, look. It's your special pack. I looked for gummy bears. They didn't have them. Supply chain. The supply chain has affected the gummy bear supplies? It has. The the extortion money I keep, currency I keep around for little terrorists has been compromised because it's sitting off of uh, Long Beach, California in a container ship right now. Is that where gummy bears come from? So this affects, this now affects my life directly. Do gummy bears come directly. from China? I don't know, but the jobs report uh, is not looking like good news. So we the official see. one comes out Friday. I know. But the ADP. Hey, stop it. Stop it. Cyril, unless you leave in 10 seconds, you can't have any gummy bears. 10, 10 9, 9 8, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Did that, that, that all really happen? <laughs> God, what a life. <laughs> Welcome to my Ugh. stressful life. Oh, um, my gosh. Um, so, so, no, I think some people, I don't think anybody's going to care if Janice Dean said something. I get the feeling that the Fox crew is not exactly, uh, welcome around, uh, around there. And also, actually, I don't even know where, I guess, I guess he works out of Manhattan, I assume. Uh, but, but CNN's also in Atlanta and they're in DC, obviously. They're all over the place. But the show's, this, this is a big, uh, shakeup and also, uh, wow, you don't mess with Chris Cuomo. Wants his payout. Why wouldn't they just pay him out? Why wouldn't Zucker just make sure that they pay him out? And also, and it's just such a... Can you imagine all the damage they did because they didn't bother to cover Cuomo critically whatsoever? All the nursing home stuff. All the fudging the numbers that they did. You know, all of the uh, the, the the accusers, etc. And... And they let Cuomo say, I'm not allowed to cover my brother anymore. What? Now's the time he should have been covering his brother more. It's absolutely, I think it's wonderful. I want a full on, I want a full conflagration 
over there, Alice, and I want to see more damage, more damage, more, more, more damage. I love it, I love it, I love it. Now, moving on, unless you have something to say about that. Moving on. That's it. Okay. Moving on. Um, I, do we want to get to the guy who's... St- okay, there's a professor at CUNY. Is it SUNY? Southern University of New York? It's SUNY, right? A guy named Kirshner who's just... He's all for... And this we're hearing more and more of this. He's uh, all for pedophilia. I was the adult child sex. That's always a big sell. Oh, yeah. Well, that- I, I, had, um, I had good friends who said, Are you crazy? Do not write that book. Man, listen. You're talking to a guy who for 25 years has been making arguments more or less in defense of adult child sex in class. There's another guy. Imagine that an adult male uh, wants to have sex with a 12-year-old girl. Imagine that she's a willing participant. A, a very standard, very widely held view that there's something deeply wrong about this, and it's wrong independent of it being criminalized. It's not obvious to me that it is, in fact, wrong. I think this is a mistake, and I think that exploring why it's a mistake will tell us not only things about adult child sex and statutory rape, but also about fundamental principles of morality. So do we care? So this guy's all into it. So that's his whole thing. I mean, yeah. So this was all over the internet today. People are tweeting at his employer as they should be. I mean, I don't know why we... I'm fine no matter what happens. There's a couple things to say here. One is, even if you are looking for a threshold, let's say there's a threshold. I'm making this number up, but let's say it's at age eight. Um, Still, that tells you that some adult child sex is permissible. Bigger number. Second, <laughs> the notion sir. that it's wrong even with a one-year-old is, is not quite obvious to me. They're... Oh yeah, they're getting them downstairs in my jacket. He won't let anybody else have any. <laughs> He's three. You guys, you guys can't overpower him. Wow. Well, we can't. James is defending him. He's pretty heavy, actually. He's got to be at least a buck fifty at this point. <laughs> I don't know what to do, Sally. Uh, call the police. <laughs> I guess. Okay, so so anyway, I don't want to dwell too much. I'll I'll, I'll do it in tomorrow's show. Uh, around I mean, the, but around like, the what's even to say about it? The guy obviously should be locked up. Well, you're allowed to. Oh, yeah. That... The apprehension is taking place downstairs. There is a melee and fisticuffs. <laughs> Violence is ensuing. Somebody's gonna call the police. That dude is not to be messed with. He no. will not break. He will no. go down. He's in a phase. Yeah, but he's also the most determined young terrorist. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. Let's just go on with the show. Okay. Anyway, uh, that guy needs to be locked up. That's fine. I- well, you're allowed to talk about uh, stuff, I think, Alice. I, I, I don't think... No, you want to lock him up anyway? All yeah, right, I'm fine. fine with it. I'm fine with it. <clears throat> That's it. I don't like Whoopi Goldberg. Some freedom of speech. Mm. Eh. The Berg got uh, waxed today for two weeks, Whoopi Goldberg, and I don't think she should... I don't think you should. And a lot of people in, on in my tribe um, have pushed back and said that's bull. She goes by those rules, and she does go by those rules. She's a dumb. Obviously, it seems to me that at this point, it, it she is. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, good life. Good life lesson. Go. Yeah. It's cool. Sorry about that. Um. So. So. I. I, I mean. What do you want from her at this point? She doesn't get it. Okay, she's tried. She tried to expand. She tried to think out loud in front of people. Whoopi Goldberg, as we played the audio last night, doesn't really understand the Holocaust and is a little wacky on the subject. I don't think that she condones the Holocaust. I don't think that she's pro-Nazi. 
I think that she, her, we have reached the ceiling of her um, ability to think. I think the reason why people in your tribe push back on you, and I sort of agree with them, is that the left follows no rules mm-hmm. for themselves, right? So it's sort, it is like incredible to watch Joe and Mika this morning going. Cancel culture has gone too far. We all know Whoopi's heart. She's been around forever. We know her heart. There, She's a nice person. We can't cancel her. This cancel culture thing used to be so great, but now it's just, it's too much. Like, really? Really? Uh, that is you gross, now, and, and they like, have a big why, double. That's why people want to go, right. no, we're canceling Whoopi forever, and you too. Goodbye, all of right. you. Right, like, that is uh, gross, and they have a big double FU coming, and they deserve it, and I get that, and what's good for the goose, and I get that, and they would wax us in a second, a second, if I was like, you know, no. the Holocaust was bad, but I mean, come on. you know, <laughs> They so, wouldn't know your heart, that's for sure. Right, exactly, I'd be totally waxed, right. That, but just in isolation, it seems to me we, we're kind of now beating on somebody of a mediocre intellect, and I don't like the look of it anymore. It's like I, she doesn't freaking get it, okay? She's not but a smart. Most She's cancel, a dumb. Aren't most cancel culture things done because of, like, something totally innocuous? Like, isn't that the point of why people were upset about them? Yeah. And, I mean, uh, and, and, um, Mozilla, way back, this was like 2008, 2000, I forget exactly when they removed him from, mm-hmm. um, but was his name Brandon Ike? Is that his name? Something I don't know, like but I know what you mean. But yeah, but the Mozilla executive who had donated um, against uh, California's gay marriage ballot question. Right. Which failed. So more than half the state agreed with him yeah. at the time when he donated it to to it. And they kicked him out of the company for being a bigot because he had donated to a legitimate political cause that the majority of his state agreed with him on, which is just incredible. That's like not really an, that's less offensive than Whoopi Goldberg. I get right? It. Like these are all things people have been run out of town for way less than what Whoopi Goldberg did I, on the right. That's the problem. I understand. And for the left to be like, well, now this has gone too far. So we didn't mean for cancel culture to be and, like this. And like, Pod Horrors had a good piece today. I don't know if you saw it in the post talking about her using a Jewish name. Mm-hmm. I did it, see that actually. And yeah. It, it was a re- really surgical uh, strike by him and really smart. And, He's right. She tried to use it. It's a really classic uh, appropriation. She used a Jewish last name to seem interesting and uh, claimed she was Jewish, by the way. Her name is, uh, what is her real name? Karen Johnson is what we call real yeah. first real name. Um, and, um, you know, that is classic appropriation. Oh, yeah. right it's on... Liz Warren claiming to be an Indian to get ahead exactly. at Harvard. It's Without exactly having... the same thing. Right. And, but you'd also think that, wow, like what a. What an uphill battle this person has. She's not only black but Jewish. My goodness, this has got to be quite a uh, quite a ride for her. It's classic Seinfeld, um, stealing the 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 Jewishness for the jokes. But and I and I get what he's saying too. And it's not funny. Obviously, it's not funny to the gang at the commentary magazine or to Jewish people. And I understand. I don't think it's funny either. Um, but they don't see the for. Very good reasons. They don't, they're not saying. They don't know her heart. Right. They don't have time for that because these guys are one generation away from the mass extermination of Jews. 
Um, based on race, by the way. Right, based on race, no doubt about that. And then that's actually, you know, I, I you know how I, I watch a lot of these Nazi movies, not pro and propaganda. Not, I'm not trying to join. No, you're just one of these guys, like I think almost all guys who watches endless World War II documentaries over right. and over. But the and especially it's all that's ever it, on. But the 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 Nazi. Um, um, it's just so it's just incredible to look at how quickly they got the infrastructure together to for Jewish workhouses and the housing of Jews. They built entire cities made just for these concentration camps, just for housing and really exterminating by work or by gas um, these Jewish people. And it's 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 there it's I I, I want to say this delicately. One of the things that makes it so, so, um, just uh, dark is that, like these structures in cities are done with like the, the utmost of uh German workmanship, architecture and care, and they're like they're magnificent buildings, magnificent. Uh, every part of it is done. The fact that they put together this, this it really. Henry Ford glistening assembly line, but instead of creating anything, was made just for mass exterminations, using all the brightest minds in Germany to do it, mm-hmm. is is unique in our in history. It is freaking crazy. It, I just I, and I, I just like if you see it, it, and I think it's maybe it's the the Auschwitz uh, Auschwitz. Uh, Facility. It's an entire city. It's a huge complex, a huge, well-made, well-planned. <coughs> the caring and resources and thoughtfulness that must have gone into that, that probably could have been used to try to save the German war effort, which began slipping away in the early forties. It just tells you the passion that they Hitler had for this and the other people there, to make sure they had the greatest machinery, industrial. Um, extermination complex ever assembled, and they certainly did. Complexes, mm-hmm. um, and it's um, t- to me that's something I just I don't hear a lot of people like putting it that way. There's just uh, how fine a system and operations they had just for the expressed, it, 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 you know, built mm-hmm. quickly too, and the way they partitioned people, whatever. And between that and just, you know, using, deputizing local police forces in making the locals assassinate Jews in the streets, etc. Um, you know, that way everybody's involved, you know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you don't better not have a conscience here. Your, your husband was one of the people rifling these people in the head two days ago. You're involved. It's so freaking toxic and awful and terrible that it's such a unique thing and so, so GD. I don't, I'm glad that... I'm glad that um, that people are uh, knee jerk about um, it, 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 anti-Semitism of uh, that kind of anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, just because of that was especially the. It, I, I'm not trying to have a an epiphany in front of people saying, "Look, well, Tom discovered the Holocaust today." I understand. I've been. I've been. I know. Whatever. But I'm just, you know, in the same way, the. The, the care and craftsmanship and creativity that came together by Germans and they're, you know, they're anal retentive a-hole uh, 
culture whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, like was used to make the Bismarck a magnificent thing. The same care went into making the most efficient extermination industrial complex in the world. And it's just, it's, it, I, I don't know, it's just unique. Can you say something to validate me? Because I feel like I'm, 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 I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm, I am saying it's a, it's a horrific nightmare. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yes, I agree. It's a nightmare and it's, you know, unrivaled. And I think that um, part of the problem with Whoopi and with Colbert that we played yesterday and all that has happened since is that people just don't care to know, like, any history whatsoever. Hmm. You know, and it just... It requires so much, like, depth to get that far with reading that sort of history. Oh, isn't that? Thank you. Somebody Look at brought this me a young lady. Warm. That's so nice. Thank you. Well done. So, but, you know, people don't know any history because they never learn anything in depth. And the whole, the whole problem is that, is that you lack context when you just boil things down to sound bites. I mean... All Whoopi really knows about the Holocaust is Germans killed Jewish people and they're both white groups. So right. it was like white on white, whatever. At least it wasn't racist. Like, it, you know, she just has like a top line level of information about the whole thing. She has no deeper knowledge. And it's incredible because it is something that was like fairly recent. You know, there's not, like you said, the people at Commentary Magazine are one generation away from the Holocaust. So we're... This isn't something that happened that long ago. And we already, like, in this generation, have people that, like, don't even believe that it happened, right? Which is, it's incredible to, like, watch stuff get completely forgotten in real time, you know? Because, and there's been, like, an effort in the school. It is really everywhere. Like, they teach a lot about the Holocaust in schools. So I'm Mm -hmm. surprised people, like, don't know about it, you know? But that's, but that's, like, what happens and people's minds just are preoccupied with like what celebrity is dating which other celebrity well, but, and but also like, there's no so I isn't mean, the problem isn't the problem though for certainly in the last because that the the race racist racism industry in the united states is booming and has been for quite a long time and certainly with the George Floyd thing and the, and the 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 beginnings the Trayvon Martin thing and you know these but narratives these stuff- narratives have been building have been festering in ac- academia they've been used to explain this uh, the uh, reality of uh, marginalized communities but I think the thing is Alice is that in America first of all we are we're navel gazers right mm-hmm. I think in America people look and they say well. That's something that happened over there. Then the Jews are doing well now. I think that's what people, a lot of people say. You know, look at the, the Jewish. But because of bad Republicans and Jimmy Eagle laws, etc., the uh, the conditions for Black Americans are still terrible. So that's why it's been the the victimhood, the racism, uh, the marquee for ra- racism uh, coverage has been in Black America now. Well, right, but the part that's. That's a problem of the attitude of critical race theory, right? Is that critical race theory doesn't look at what's actually going on. Critical race theory says 
okay, on average, this group is doing better, so they must be oppressors, and this group is doing worse, so they must be getting oppressed by the other people who are doing better. Somebody must be being racist mm-hmm. to somebody. But, you know, because... And, and that's why... That's why critical race theory necessarily ends up attacking Jewish people and Asian people also. Like, it's not an accident that there's anti-Asian and anti-Jewish violence in the United States right now. And it's not because of Donald Trump, right? It's because critical race theory has created a, a sense of resentment towards racial groups that do too well. Right. And that that's the sense that. And so that's why then, you know, you have to shove everything into the black white binary and say like, oh, well, Jews are white. Jews do well. Jews this, Jews that. Right. And so you automatically end up being against Jews if you buy into critical race theory because you you have to be right. Just like just like if you have a school that's going to start assigning numbers of kids per race based on the levels in the population, you're going to have to discriminate against Asian kids. Like, there's just not a way that you can't because, you know, you have to somehow make up for the fact that they, on average, get better test scores and stuff. Like, and, and what are you going to do about that? That's that's a problem that critical race theory is going to have to wrestle with because a natural offshoot, it's not like just coincidentally some of the people who buy into critical race theory say anti-Semitic things by accident sometimes because they're dumb. Like, that's, it naturally follows from the theory, right? Because the theory, the theory says that if you're not doing well and somebody else is doing better, it must because be because a system of oppression made that happen. Right. So that's the problem. And it's a completely colorless, flat, useless view of history because, well, first of all, because it's not true at all. And so when you actually look at anything in depth in history, like what you were saying about like how you watch all this World War II stuff, and it's like incredible when you start watching it, like what was really going on and the, you know, the way the Nazis were, right? Like it's just, it's endlessly... It's incredible. It's an incredible look into like the soul of humanity, right? When you yeah. when you look at something like that, and and you know the these theories like critical race theory and stuff, the sixteen nineteen project, all these this ahistorical BS that they're pushing in the schools, like this can't exist if people actually learned history. You can't have the sixteen nineteen project in a world where people are actually literate and know a few things which is why the 1619 project doesn't fly with anyone with a half an education and a bunch of historians pushed back on it and they've had to correct a bunch of stuff in it that's if you bother to google anything in there if you want to but you know people don't want to know the truth they want to feel good like they're part of the good side right and there's a ton of ignoramuses that just take the 1619 project at face value and take this stupid theory stuff at face value we stole all the Native Americans' land. We're on stolen <laughs> land. Right. Like, Today we talked you... about the Washington football team is now the Washington Commanders. So now you've essentially taken the Native American word for commanders, taken it away from them. Now you're using the white person. So, so now we're doing the same thing. You know, it used to be say you can't have sachems anymore. Yes, you, you can have warriors, though. Okay, but you can't have Native American warriors again. It's incredible, and there's it, it's been documented. This Redskins is not a white slur. The origins of Redskins are what Indians used to call each other. It was mm-hmm. Redskins or white people. Redskins or white people. Redskins, Redskins, Redskins. And it's documented. It's all over there. NPR has had 
a bunch of stuff on this. I mean, I mean, but, but, but been... it's easy to say if you don't bother to look. Oh, I see what they're saying because Indians look a little more red. But do they, by the way? You know, I don't think they do. I don't think there is a like, oh, you see uh, these little. It's uh, Indians, uh, uh, I think, probably were more brown, maybe? It, it, pigment wise? If, if, if it, like, but no, because you want us. Oh, that sounds like an insult. Uh, yeah, reds, no Redskins, no Red Warriors, no Reds. It's like, what but do you want to do? In Dallas, they're getting rid of, in, in Connecticut, they're getting rid of, they got rid of Warriors from one mm-hmm. town, and they get rid of another thing in another town. They're getting rid of Tomahawks. So the the point is, is that it's not about mm-hmm. any of this. It's about to getting rid of stuff that you like. So you get used to having stuff that you like gotten rid of. So you stop noticing. Because you're going to be getting rid of bigger stuff that you like. That's oh, yeah. the point. Yeah. And you notice it even with the COVID <laughs> stuff too. Like, And they always act like you're being so unreasonable, right? Like, what is it to you if we change the name Sachems? Come on, it's just a name. Just change it. If it hurts somebody else, what is it to you? Just wear the mask. It's a little piece of cloth. Just suck it up. Stop complaining. It's such a minor inconvenience. It makes other people feel good. What, what's your problem? Just lighten up. Take the smallest step so that you can... But, you know, they don't ever stop. There's always another step. No. <laughs> they always keep going on. Why does it bother you if there's a drag queen story hour at the school? Calm down. Come on. Just, just don't go if you don't want to go to drag queen story hour. No one's making you go to it. You know, it's always like, like they don't, like you're being unreasonable by saying anything about their little encroachments into Which your includes, world. Yes, we're flagging disinformation. It's just disinformation. We're flagging disinformation. Guys, we're just dangerous disinformation. We're just trying to save lives. And that goes into uh, troublesome conversations. In other words, that goes right into free speech. Last week, the Surgeon General also was asked uh, on MSNBC about Joe Rogan's vaccine comments uh, on Spotify, and he said that tech companies have an important role to play in stopping misinformation because uh, they are the predominant places where misinformation spreads. Um, Spotify is putting out uh, advisory warnings on episodes that have to do with COVID-19. Does the White House and the administration think this is a satisfactory step, or do you uh, do you think that companies like Spotify should go further than just you know putting a label on there to say, hey, go do your own, you know, t- check this out, you know, there's more research you can look at, you know, scientific research regarding COVID. Sure. Well, last July, I, I, you probably know, but the Surgeon General also took the unprecedented step to issue an advisor on the risk of misinformation in public health, which is a very significant step. And amid that, he talked about the role social media platforms have. So our hope is that all major tech platforms and all major news sources, for that matter, be responsible and be vigilant to ensure the American people have access to accurate information on something as significant as COVID-19. That certainly includes Spotify. So this disclaimer, it's a positive step, but we want every platform to continue doing more to call out mis- and disinformation while also uplifting accurate information. I mean, look at the facts, right? You are 16 times more likely to be hospitalized if you're unvaccinated and 68 times more likely to die than someone who is boosted if you're unvaccinated. That's pretty significant, and we think that is something that unquestionably should be the basis of how people are communicating about it. But ultimately, uh, you know, our view is it's a it's a it's a good step, it's a positive step, but there's more that can be done. Yeah, that ain't cool. That should not be something that anybody is comfortable with ever, ever. Right. Ever. And now you've got, you know, Gun, GoFundMe and other social media companies 
now um, blocking the truckers in Ottawa? What the frig, you know, fight do they have in that? Well, yeah, but I mean, we've talked about the GoFundMe before because they they kicked off the Kyle Rittenhouse legal defense uh, fundraiser, which then moved to, you know, a smaller, more, you know, a, a less prestigious platform, mm-hmm. right, was hacked and all the people's private information released, some of whom then were fired for giving a kid who was in legal trouble 10 bucks, right? Like, it, it's... It's dangerous what they're doing, pushing these platforms, especially financial platforms. I mean, the MyPillow guy's bank booted him. This is dangerous where they're going. And the fact that it's private companies doing it and the government's just requesting that they do it should not be enough to reassure anyone. That should not help you sleep at night. Plus the fact that... There are a whole bunch of crazy people out there who believe this propaganda about like Joe Rogan and the whole thing. I sent you this. I don't know if you had time to read this, but this is a friend of ours on Facebook that we know posted this the other day. Is Joe Rogan worth staying on Spotify if all these famous artists are pulling out? I don't know him all that well. Mm -hmm. And somebody replied, so these are all like these are suburban mom type demo. He's an idiot. He's the last person from news radio I thought would become a right-wing conspiracy Jesus. theorist nut. Jesus. Oh, my God. He used to host it's a show radio. where he made people eat bugs, so he's that famous. Somebody said they signed 180 Who mil- the frig has a last thought to Joe of Real Rogan on news radio? That is remarkable. That is remarkable. Have they not noticed him since? Yeah, I, I mean, so somebody says he hosted a show where he made people eat bugs, so he's famous for that. Uh, then finally, a young person comments here, who I think is a kid of one of these moms, mm. who's like a college-age kid, probably. They signed a $180 million contract they can't go back on. They aren't going to lose that money over artists that were popular back in the 20th century. Ooh. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so... People keep going, and here we go. Joe Rogan is a college dropout and former game show host who peddles conspiracy theories oh, and libertarian bull bleep under the guise of just asking questions. Which oh, makes there him- we go, Alice, the college dropout. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Which makes him perfect as a podcaster in our current idiocracy. Spotify stock dropped 12% over this, and so many subscribers called to cancel their call center shut down. There's a viral clip of him arguing with an actual expert about the fact that myocarditis complications are eight times greater in kids with COVID than kids who got the vaccine, which, by the way, we talked about on this show, Mm -hmm. and Joe Rogan was right. In short... He's a total idiot. But if you're the sort who believes that guzzling sheep drench will cure you of COVID, you probably listen to his podcast and think he's a genius. This is not, uh, this is anger issues is what we're seeing here. This is uh, anger. I want to think you're this kind of person and we hate this kind of person. He probably is that kind of person too. Yeah. Man, why? It's like, this is why when the White House focuses on him, Mm -hmm. they got the wrong guy. They're getting a friendly and that's why it's going to have more effect because he ain't that guy. They are convicting and executing this guy on charges that he is not guilty of. But he- like I've said, that's the point. That's the point. You go after any one of your <laughs> so-called allies who puts a toe out of line because it's a warning to everybody else. You can't have 
Joe wrote, you can't yeah, have people Yeah, but Alice, you're doing on, it. You're trumping up why... charges on somebody in front of the world watching. The world, Rogan fans mm-hmm. don't just come in from, you know, a medical influence or from political influence. It, it, they come in from UFC. They come in from comedy. They come in from all sorts of reasons. So these people are not the cookie-cutter influenced uh, people that but they, they don't they care. They don't care about the, you know, 20 million Rogan fans. That's not who they're trying to try because people who like Rogan are gonna like Rogan, right? Like they don't care about the yep. twenty million Rogan fans. They care about the whatever hundred million people who are on their side politically who they want to point out to them, like, you go out there, you raise the black lives matter fish you go out there you post what we say on your social media you put your pronouns in your bio you do this stuff you announce what stolen land you're on before you start talking or you know what if you question any of this if you comment on it if you say it's stupid if you question anything that we're telling you then we will ruin you Mm -hmm. you know that's the point that's what they're trying to do if they successfully are able, and I don't think they'll be able to kick them off the platform, but it's a warning to everybody else Mm -hmm. because, you know, you see that if you're like some mid-level manager at a company in a job you can't afford to lose, right? And, you know, you're wondering if you should speak up about some insane diversity training that you're being forced to get. If you want to speak up about some absurd COVID policy that has no basis in scientific fact that you're being forced to follow, right? You see what's happening to Rogan and you go, I don't have a $180 million contract that I'll get paid if I get fired. Right? Like, you don't want to... And I that's the point. Far, that's who they want to scare. I understand. But the, and so as far as self-preservation, I understand that. But Rogan has many listeners and maybe, maybe most of them who are Democrats, who are seeing this, who also... You know, were, did the Black Lives Matter thing a couple of years ago and changed their avatar, et cetera, who are saying, wait a why are you beating him? I, this is Joe Rogan. I've been listening to him. He's a guy who believes in marijuana. He's a he's a naturalist. He's a, a guy who shows affection to other people. Mm-hmm. He's a softy. Why are you beating him? It, it, to me, it, it's it's it, 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 it's your you've got a contingent of people here who are going to watch the the. Um, baseless evisceration of a kind of a good, fair-minded person who's been mislabeled. Sure, but look at what <clears throat> our like suburbanite mom-type friends think of Rogan on the basis of what they've heard on the news, right? And ultimately, like there are more people that listen to Rogan than like watch chris cuomo or don lemon or any of those people but ultimately there's still not as many people as you know as exist in the country right and the problem is is that they would rather lose those joe rogan people and scare all the normal people who are just going about their lives and don't listen to rogan because ultimately there's more people that don't listen to rogan in this country than do right and if you can scare those people enough, if you can make them think that Joe Rogan is some dangerous right-wing peddler of conspiracy theories, like, if that's what all the suburban parents think, you know, and and ultimately, like, yeah, Joe Rogan's audience is 20 million people, and he'll walk away with the money if he gets dumped from Spotify. Mm-hmm. But if somehow, successfully, Spotify decides to take the L and dump him, 
right? And no other big media company wants to touch him because the Biden administration is putting pressure on them. Like, he's ultimately going to have less, fewer listeners and viewers. Like, I'm sure there's still people out there that find Alex Jones content and listen to it. But because he's kicked off of everywhere, like, it's it's probably fewer people than were listening to him before. I, I, I tend to disagree. I think that Rogan would, would then become Roganify and have his own situation like he had before, but now bigger than ever, considering that he's been cast out of polite company i I think that with a guy like rogan i think that people's distribution goes down when they get cast out of society i do yeah but his he was already getting more views than anybody else anywhere else just from joe rogan the jre you know twitter thing or i mean youtube thing his, his universe is bigger than theirs it's just not you know, in your face, old traditional marquee, uh, traditional media in your face. Um, uh, okay, before we go, I want to um, talk. What is the show I'm watching about Lululemon? Lulu Lula Rich. It's mm-hmm. not Lululemon. Mm-hmm. Don't slander Lula, Lululemon. It's Lula Row. Lula Row. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and it's about the multi-level marketing company that mm-hmm. sold tights and the other things. Yeah. So this is my review. I enjoy watching it because I'm I'm into it now. Ever since um, what was the thing with the people in Tahiti or whatever the Bermuda who fire festival. Okay, yeah. Ever since yes, that fire festival, and even since Tiger King, and they're both done really well. I mean, there's a lot of talent um, visually working to make it wonderful, etc. Mm-hmm. Um. I love it. I love to watch it. I think that visually it's perfect. They're right on. They're doing exactly what they should be doing. It's so 2022 in the way it's presented. Mm-hmm. My problem is is that it's the story itself is just not that interesting. The the people who the people just seem to be um, a, a Mormon couple who got into something that they're for. It's not that a, a bunch of people made a bunch of money. And a bunch of people didn't. And some of the clothes ended up came like uh, torn and wet and sucked. But I- I'm just not seeing the levels of villainy and incompetence that I've seen uh, in those other great uh, well, shows. It depends. I mean, I think the fact that the guy's parents had been involved in Amway in the past means he absolutely knew what multi-level <coughs> marketing companies were and built one intentionally, which he was... You know, kind of denying. You know, Amway was credible, Alice. Amway was... When I was watching Buck Rogers, Amway was like, oh, you can make a lot of money. You can, a lot of people have it. You have, have Amway sprays, mm-hmm. etc." Yeah. Pardon me? Are you suggesting it was credible to the... Maybe uh, it was credible <coughs> to a six-year-old. To the... Uh, oh. I don't know. But, I mean... The problem with multi-level hey, marketing multi-level, companies... Hold on. Can mm-hmm. we multi-level market this show? Well, if we were going to multi-level market this show, yeah. it would mean what we would do is we would say, we're going to teach a class on how to make a re- really successful podcast. We would have to go out there and be like, this podcast is incredibly successful. We're getting so rich from this podcast. And it's easy. Anyone can do it. All you have to do, we're going to teach this class on how to make a really successful podcast and get rich doing it. And... um. 
here and then we would hold the class and we would charge everybody a thousand dollars to go to the class no and Alice. the class would then be no this is how a multi-level marketing right. company works the class would be in order to make a lot of money doing a podcast what you do is you have a podcast and you tell people that you're going to tell them how to have a successful podcast and then charge them a thousand dollars to learn the secret and you tell them this Ooh, let's do it so that's what a multi-level marketing company is. And the you problem is that there's have not a 2011 actually, burnt orange minivan. <laughs> there's not actually anything, you know, changing hands being produced that people want. And a lot of multi-level marketing companies start with a product that people want. Um, you know, certainly. <laughs> so that we don't have already. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I mean, some, not all, but a lot start with a product that people want. You know, LuLaRoe, obviously, it's not necessarily my style, but like, obviously, a lot of people like the clothes or it wouldn't have gone anywhere to start I with. like the idea of women walking around in kind of like- Insane in, leggings and I'm stuff. I'm a legging guy. I mean, I think that a lot of us from, from my old generation are. But uh, then, you know, or like Beachbody is a multi-level marketing company, mm -hmm. but- you know, people actually like a lot of those workouts or, you know, there's there's a bunch of them that people actually like the products. Right. But the problem is that mathematically the the structure just doesn't work out like it's not possible. And. And like you saw with that show is just the, the products, there's more product being sold to people that work in the company than to end users that don't work for the company, quote unquote, as these salespeople. And so if all the if the company's business plan is to keep people buying your product in the hopes that they'll get rich from continuing to buy your product, then eventually they, you know, get sick of losing money or run out of money to mm. lose. And 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 it stops because it just mathematically like can't work right it works for an incredibly small number of people at the very tip top but all these companies have to publish their their financial things and it's like a percent of a percent of a percent of the people that make any significant income a really really tiny percent and even like these ones that we saw in the show this one chick was a mentor she was the highest level in the whole company she sold eighty thousand dollars worth of clothes in 18 months and got forty thousand dollars in rank bonuses and so all together or it might have been fifty thousand whatever it worked out she'd made about 60k like she'd spent seventy thousand dollars on the clothes so it worked out she only made 60k over the 18 months minus all the business expenses of doing all the stuff that's not a lot of money and she was like the highest level in the whole company right that's the problem the problem isn't that like some people get rich and some people don't the problem is that like almost nobody gets rich and the problem is that the people that ran this company hired all their relatives and paid them real salaries. And so, like, the that's considered, like, a business expense. I don't know if they'll be able to, like, claw any of that money back from these people. It's, it's truly a scam. There is, like, not a way around it. It's not, like, if the people who are most successful, if you have a clothing company that sells billions of dollars of clothing, but most of that isn't making it to end users and the highest up people in your entire company are making like a, a totally average, if not less than average household salary. That's like not a great sign. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Like totally. It's. <clears throat> I don't know. All right, homie. I know I get uh, heat from people because I know a lot of people who are in those companies, but like I just it it doesn't it doesn't work. Well, I want to make easy money quick, Alice. So let's do it with this. Well, podcast. you have to then start a pyramid scheme. No, you have to be the no. person that guys, makes it. Guys, if because you, then guys... you can get rich. But the problem is, and the problem is, they'll say like, "Well, it's not a pyramid scheme because we're selling a product." Let's but... give everybody a cut of the little Jerry Callahan T-shirts, and you'll get a piece of those. If you sell ten or more, you'll get a piece, and then ten or more, and then get people under you and have them sell ten or. Or more. You have to mark up the t-shirts, though. Yeah, we'll mark work. them up. You We're have to make them be like $80 t-shirts. Well, we should because... wear those, too. Those are great shirts, Alice. We should wear those more often. <sighs> well, thank you, everybody. If you want to argue with me about MLMs, you can do it on Twitter. I am at Alice Shattuck. He is at Tom Shattuck. We are at Burn Barrel Pod. Uh, we are also at BurnBarrelPodcast.com and Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You didn't really say how your um, night was last night out in the town. It was great. I had a great time. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Koi. Um, what else? We Our YouTube channel is back up. We have not been kicked off again yet. We will see about that. Uh, but we are on Rumble, so it's always safe to follow us on Rumble as well. C'est la vie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.